Welcome to the Think Like an Innovator podcast. I am Paul Sloan, and in each episode, I tell you the stories of great thinkers, leaders, and innovators. We explore what motivated them and the approaches they used. We do this in order to draw out some inspiration and lessons that we can profit from. The stories are based on my book, Think Like an Innovator, published by Pearson. In this episode, we see what we can learn from two American mavericks and entrepreneurs. One you've heard of, and one you probably haven't. Steve Jobs, the business revolutionary and co-founder of Apple Corporation. And Phil Romano, restaurateur, founder of a series of successful restaurant chains. Steve Jobs led a company that embodied the combination of art and science. He was an eclectic revolutionary. Computers, cell phones, tablets, films, animation, music and retail all felt the effects of his lateral thinking. Steve Jobs was born in 1955. He was biologically half Arab. His father was Syrian and his mother was American. He was given up for adoption and his adopted parents Paul and Clara Jobs, brought him up in California. He dropped out of college but voluntarily took a course in calligraphy. He found it beautiful and fascinating. The marriage of aesthetics and technology became his lifelong obsession. When he was at high school, Jobs met Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak. Wozniak was 18 and Jobs was just 30. But at the age of 21, Jobs founded Apple with Wozniak in order to market the Apple I personal computer. It was followed by the Apple II, which was one of the first commercially successful mass-produced PCs. Jobs saw the potential of the graphical user interface, and he introduced it in 1983 in the Apple Lisa, which flopped, and then in 1984 in the Apple Macintosh, which was a breakthrough success but he had a very prickly personality, and in 1985 he was forced out of the company in a power struggle. He later recognised this setback as a blessing in disguise, as it gave him the chance to experiment. He founded Next, a computer platform development company. He went on to fund the launch of a new company, Pixar, which became the leader in animation and visual effects for movies. It produced the first fully computer-animated film, Toy Story. In 1997, Apple purchased Next, thereby enabling Jobs to again become Apple's CEO. At the time, the company was close to bankruptcy. Jobs worked with designer Jonathan Ive to develop a stunning sequence of new product blockbusters. The iMac, iTunes, Apple Stores, the iPod, the iTunes Store, the iPhone, the App Store and the iPad. In 2005, the iPod portable music player was Apple's best-selling product. It represented 45% of their revenues. But CEO Steve Jobs was uncomfortable. He foresaw a looming threat. According to his biographer, Walter Isaacson, Jobs said that the device that could eat our lunch was the cell phone. Because Apple lacked the technical skills in this field, he sought to collaborate with a dominant player in mobile telephony, Motorola. However, this did not work well, so Jobs made the decision to go it alone. He empowered his team to design something radical, and they did. 
they eschewed the keyboard as used by the then market leaders BlackBerry and Nokia. Instead, they developed the touchscreen. The Apple iPhone was launched in 2007 and became the market leader in the mobile phone market. By 2015, iPhone sales were 63% of Apple's turnover, whilst the iPod was down to less than 1%. Jobs was diagnosed with a pancreatic tumour in 2003, and after a long struggle, he died in October 2011. Insights for innovators. Technical excellence in your product is not sufficient. It is the combination of form and function that matters. Jobs understood that customers would love high-tech products if they were beautiful as well as functional. He famously disdained focus groups. He believed that if you asked customers what they wanted, they would request bland incremental improvements. He was convinced that the innovator should create something so different and wonderful that it would attract customers who never knew they wanted such a thing. The Apple iPad is a classic example. Never be happy with your current successes. Each is temporary, just like the iPod. Start planning your next great innovation. Set impossibly high standards. Jobs was an egomaniac who was notoriously difficult to please and consequently difficult to work with. He demanded something close to the impossible from his teams in terms of design functionality and deadlines. By reaching for the unreachable, he achieved the wonderful. Not all your decisions will be good decisions. Jobs made many mistakes at Apple, but possibly his biggest mistake was when he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Instead of taking the doctor-recommended path of immediate operation, Jobs tried alternative medicine methods, including a vegan diet, acupuncture and thermal remedies. After nine months, Jobs conceded and underwent surgery, but many consider the delay in this decision a major factor in his untimely death. Phil Romano is an Italian-American entrepreneur who has started a number of successful restaurant chains. He was born in 1940 and grew up in Auburn, New York. He moved to Florida in his 20s and then to San Antonio, Texas in 1976. As a serial entrepreneur, he has launched some 25 different restaurant concepts that produce over $1.5 billion in annual revenues. Successful ventures include Cozy Mills, Fodruckers, Eatsies, and Romano's Macaroni Grill. He has had his share of flops too, including Baroni's, an expensive men's clothing retailer, and a seafood restaurant called Lobster Ranch. In an interview in Fortune magazine, he tells how he financed the launch of Fodruckers, a high-end burger restaurant. It was 1980, and he needed $150,000 but no bank would lend it to him. So he sold 48% of the business in the form of 10 shares for $15,000 each to wealthy customers that he knew. He retained 52%. The chain was successful, and at its IPO in 1983, each of his investors recouped $3.4 million. 
When he started Romano's Macaroni Grill in San Antonio, Texas, he found that the restaurant was busy at weekends, but there was very little traffic in the early part of the week. Romano decided that one Monday or Tuesday every month, all the food would be free, but he did not announce which day. People constantly called to ask, is tonight the night? They found out when they arrived. Word spread and business increased dramatically. Some doctor friends of Romano's developed a new design for a stent to open clogged arteries. Against the advice of his accountants, Romano provided $250,000 in angel funding to the group. A year later, the patent was sold to Johnson & Johnson. The invention went on to save many lives, but it was also highly profitable for Romano. He wanted to do something to help the poor and homeless in his home state. He started feeding them from a van and called the idea Hunger Busters. This soup kitchen on wheels grew to feed 3,000 street people every week. Insights for Innovators Sometimes it pays to be unpredictable and play games with your customers. Phil Romano did not compete by doing more of what the others were doing. He did something unexpected. Standard management training dictates that you do not play games with your customers. You should deliver a predictable and expected outcome consistent with your brand. But Romano did something unpredictable and introduced a form of gamification. If the customers played along, sometimes they were rewarded with a free meal and then happily went on to tell all their friends. What can you do that is competitively unpredictable? Could you play a game with your customers? How will you fund your innovative startup? With crowdfunding, of course. Romano used an early form of this when he founded Fodrockers by getting 10 patrons to each invest $15,000. But nowadays you can get thousands of people to put in small amounts of money to fund your startup. And each of them becomes an evangelist, a supporter. They want to see your business succeed, so they will help and support it. Finally, do something extra for those worse off. As a restaurant owner, Phil knew about providing hot food, so he found a way to do so for homeless people. Can you use your particular skills and innovations to help others? It is worthwhile in its own right, but also helps build your reputation and garners publicity. If you like these short podcast stories, then please consider the book Think Like an Innovator by Paul Sloan published by Pearson, on which all of these stories are based.